The Plumbing Marketing Profits Podcast. Interviews with million-dollar-plus plumbing and HVAC business owners on how they market and grow their companies in today's economy. Hear directly from the most successful leaders in your business and discover what they are doing to keep their phone ringing, trucks running, and businesses booming. With your host, Josh Nelson. All right. Hey, well, hey, thank you guys so much for joining us today on this, this amazing interview, the Plumbing and HVAC Marketing Podcast. I am super excited to be joined again by Mike Guglielmo. Mike, what's up? Thanks for joining us. What's happening, man? Glad to be here. Absolutely. So, so before, we, before we dive in, I think a lot of you guys kind of know Mike. He's kind of famous in this industry. He's built a super successful plumbing HVAC electrical business, and, and now he's doing other really cool things. Mike, kind of tell us high level who you are, what you're all about, kind of what you're up to these days. Yeah, so I would say at first, uh, I'm an incredible husband married to a goddess of a, of a wife, and I've been with her over 30 years since high school. So I think when we talk about what frames uh, a man, definitely, it's framed by family. I'm also the father of a, an 18-year-old, six-foot-one monster of a son who's a killer martial artist and just an amazing, amazing son, and a 16-year-old daughter who is an artist, and she's as beautiful as can be. So, you know, if you want to know really who I am, that's the first thing. I am, I'm a family, a family guy, Italian guy. Um, besides that, you know, a lot of you might be listening, or maybe it's your first time in my world, or maybe you heard me on here with Josh before, is, you know, I built a company in pretty much now the last 11 years from under a million to over 30 million. We did over $200 million in the last, uh, in a 10 year period. And, you know, and then we just sold it nine months ago for one of the largest wins that I think has ever happened in this industry. Um, such a huge win. Uh, and I'm not saying this brag, just to share with you guys that I was spending time maybe, maybe it's four or five months ago with Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank. And he turned around and told me and my business partner, Rob, it was me, Rob, and about eight other, uh, high-level entrepreneurs we were hanging around and we brought in Kevin O'Leary to learn some killer strategies and he told me and Rob he's like yeah boom he's like well I added the boom he didn't say boom <laughs> he says it now but he didn't say it then and he said uh, you guys are the real deal so that's what our our first real claim to fame I would say is that we built a company 200 employees most amazing culture on the planet next to Zappos Google um, our employees were with us 10 12 14 years or longer and they grew, uh, they grew mentally, uh, physically, spiritually on all sides, our employees. Uh, besides that, we're investors, me and my partner. The 10,000 square foot building I'm in is just for CEO Warrior. We own this. We own our 15,000 square foot building right around the corner, which the company who purchased us, which was a $40 billion company, they're kind enough to uh, rent it, <laughs> rent it from us for the next uh, five years, which is always uh, fun. And the last part is I'm the founder of CEO Warrior, which the last four years now, um, if I was to sum it up for a lot of you watching, and Josh knows this, it's a, we're a coaching and training organization. And I would say, I'm just adding this for the first time, uh, Josh, I would say we're a coaching and training organization with a flair. And the flair happens to be Warrior. So if you're watching this stuff online or you're on my Facebook, um, we don't tolerate excuses. We don't, we don't let you hide from yourself. We call it as we see it, and probably what makes us uh, uniquely different as a uh, coaching and training organization is I'm not okay you're wealthy and divorced, 
I'm not okay, you're wealthy and you're fat and dying. I'm not okay, you're wealthy and miserable. Um, I want you to be wealthy. I want you to have freedom and I want you to be healthy and I want you to love your family and everything. So I would say that's the flair. We're gonna push you to make you the very best. Make sense? Yeah, it makes lots of sense. And it's good that you're thinking about the whole person and not just the success top line or bottom line, but really the, the family experience, the spiritual experience. And I've, I've experienced some of your sessions third party and uh, it's pretty, yeah. pretty amazing what you're, what you're doing. And, and you know, because you're a family guy, um, if divorce rates push in 60% now, and I don't have the exact, exact stat, but I'm guessing 40%, maybe more of that 60% is business owners and entrepreneurs because nobody's telling them like, how do you grow a business and stay married? Because, you know, you're busy. Just And I didn't have this always figured out, Josh. Like, look, I tell people, if you want to know in the beginning years of growing a business, it was like me walking forward pulling my wife by her hair, you know, like she definitely didn't sign up for what she got. Right. Uh, luckily I stepped in and I, 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 I stepped up and, and I changed my game and changed the business. So now she has a great lifestyle, but no one's out there teaching who's teaching men really how to grow a business and also communicate in their wife when that five o'clock calls. And I know a lot of you listening the five o'clock calls, right? Like, when are you going to be home? Are you on your way yet? Or the text probably more likely, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. I mean, that's great that you're covering that, that part of it. And uh, I know that just from hearing others and a lot of our clients are, are part of the movement, um, yeah. the feedback is just great. And the impact you're making is, is, is amazing. So congratulations. And congratulations that's on that massive, uh, massive sale of your, of your company. Yeah. And I got to tell you, Josh, the sale, um, and, and we weren't looking to sell. I mean, that gold medal service in New Jersey has been running five years without me. I mean, me and my business partner, we didn't even have an office in our building. So I want everybody to know, like, I wasn't looking to sell. That thing was, uh, to be up front, it was a cash machine for me. Right. I mean, I'm a martial artist of 34 years. I train, actually, I'm going to train with my son at my dojo tonight at, at home with a Muay Thai trainer. I, I love my family. I love my culture. But, you know, they were chasing us for two and a half years to come and, and take us over, which there's a lot of lessons in there. And if Josh wants to go there, we, we cannot go anywhere you guys want to go. But it was a huge win, not just because we didn't want to sell and, and, and got purchased. It was a huge win because Rob and I, my business partner, we were very critical who bought us. Um, I could have made more money. And I said it publicly many times. I could have made more money with other buyers. Hmm. They weren't the best for my culture and my employees. And when you have employees with you 10, 12, 14 years, you know, and I know a lot of people do this, they kind of forget about their employees. Like my employees are still down the road and, and some of them come and visit me. And I just told, uh, Josh, I just told one of my employees with me 14 years. And he came over the other day, he was just saying hello. And I said, you know, I don't know if I ever told you, like I could have made more money selling it to someone else. I said, but I didn't want to get killed by you guys, right? right? I didn't want you to come and shoot me because I made a bad uh, decision. So yeah, the fact that we pulled this off and with a $40 billion company was just, yeah, it was an awesome experience. I learned I learned a lot of what to do and not what to do, right? Yeah, and, and it's, it's, it's great that you have that, that full, real entrepreneurial life cycle from starting the plumbing HVAC yeah. electrical company, struggling for a long time, getting it to a very successful place and actually sold it. So you can really help entrepreneurs and plumbing HVAC business owners throughout that full 
that full life cycle. But let's dive in, if we could, just for a couple minutes, kind of tell us your background. I know I've heard the story, but for, the, for those that haven't, kind of how did you get into this business and, and kind of how did you wind up where you are today? Yeah, well, definitely. And remind me to go back to life cycle. I, I want to talk about that a, a little bit that I think there's going to be massive. I know there'll be massive value with everybody. You know, look, I'm a, I'm a vocational school kid, right? I'm, I'm on my own since I'm 15 years old and probably like a lot of you here and make sure you're participating in the chat bar and stuff is uh, if you weren't cut for college, like there was only two other areas, right? Like no school at all and survive on the street, figure it out. Well, there was vocational school. And my dad was a, a mason. And so I come from a family of, of very hardworking uh, men and women. And I grew to love electrical and vocational because, uh, and I'll tell you, some people think it's crazy, but it was true for me. It was dangerous. It could kill you. And at that point in my life, pretty much being on my own, I was like, if I'm going to play with anything and learn anything, well, I might as well learn something that could kill me. It sounded cool and, and dangerous. And I don't even know if I ever shared that with everybody before. But I graduated in 1988, and immediately I was employed. Um, I had a job during my senior year. I had a job right after I graduated. And it became apparent real quick. And if you go back to 1988, 89, 90 – this is not a thriving time that much. It's a, it's a pretty tough time out there. So I'm going from one boss, he runs out of work. I did a lot of commercial. The next one runs out of work. One guy, the, the checks never cleared to the point that I worked for one company who we dealt with a lot of stuff. And my business partner today for over 24 years now, he said to me, he said, why didn't you go out on your own? I was already a great electrician. And I said, ah, you know, that sounds like a lot of work. And, and I trained seven nights. At that time, I was training martial arts seven nights a week on my mind, combat. I mean, it's 34 years now. And I said, ah, and he was working a great job. He got laid off and got a job making about 65000 back then for, I think it was Bristol Myers Squibb. Hmm. Back then, Big in 93, 94, that's a couple hundred grand today, probably, right? Sure. I said, I'll tell you what. If you, if you quit there, we'll do it together. And that's how we started. Here's where I was probably a little, um, a little jaded in my mind, Josh. I figured, well, I, I could definitely do it as good as my boss because they were idiots. But I really ended up being just like them in the end. The first 10 years were painful as hell, man. I mean, we work seven days a week to survive. Like I'm sure a lot of listeners, they're just trying to survive a lot of people. I mean, the next job, I would have taken any job. And back then, it's funny today, people, when I coach them, they're like, uh, I do electrical or plumbing and stuff. I'm like, are you kidding me? One time in a, in a warehouse, Josh guy says, uh, do you know anybody who could put a, a steel L, uh, a steel right angle beam on the ground so the fork trucks don't? I'm like, yeah, me. And I'm like, I didn't even know where to get the stuff. But I knew I could figure out how to get a piece of steel cut I, could, I knew how to anchor stuff in concrete. And I knew I could paint it yellow. Mm. So, you know, we were surviving. But after 10 years, I got to tell you something. We got, we got burnt out. And my partner came in one morning. You heard it. A lot of people heard this story before. And he says, uh, he came in. His head was kind of down a little bit. And he said, uh, I'm done. And I said, oh, man, okay, I'll see you tomorrow. I thought he had the craps. Done for the day. I thought he wasn't feeling good. Because, you know, back then, you're on a job, you're eating off, we used to eat all these little bread pocket things off lunch trucks. It's amazing we didn't get killed off this stuff we ate off lunch trucks. I'm sure like a lot of people listening too. 
And I said, okay, I'll see you tomorrow. He goes, no, I'm done. I'm burnt out. I'm tapped. I'm so, in martial arts, we call it slapping out. That's the point before you black out. He's like, I slapped out. I'm out of here. And I was like, man, I said, well, then I'm done too. Let's go do something else. And he was like, what? He's like, no, you got to, you got to stay here. You got to keep doing the business. You know, his knees were bothering him then. And uh, I was training. So I was moving probably a little bit faster. I'm like, no, I'm out of here. We'll, we'll both do it. So it was probably a couple of days later, we came back together, Josh. And we said this, we said, look, let's, what if we found people who really knew how to do this? And this probably goes to why I do this today, because with CEO Warrior, and I hope the whole market knows that the difference between me and a lot of training and coaching organizations, they do it for money and they need it to survive. Rob and I have been very, and I don't say it to brag to anybody, I just say it to, to support a point here. You know, we've been very wealthy for crap. You probably once you're doing 10 million, you're wealthy. And we've been doing 10 million for, you know, seven years uh, already before we got to 30 million. And we said to ourselves, what if we find people smarter than ourselves? What if we connect people with people that are learning, like you, Josh? Like when I see Josh, and I'm sure you guys follow, when I see him at different events and stuff with people, I'm like, there's a guy who's investing in being the best. Not so-so, the best. And so we said to ourselves, well, who's out there? Before you know it, we took our credit card. And, and this is probably why, Josh, I could relate to so many people in this industry because I took our credit card. Mm. And, and within months, I hired Cameron Harold, who grew 1-800-GOT-JUNK. I think mm. I said maybe it was $3,500 an hour. This is going back 12 years ago. Mm. But a lot of you would say, what? That's insane. Well, one, one, one phone call with him, he saved me $750,000. One phone call. So yeah, 3,500 is nothing when you get a return like that. Then I went to Disney Institute and I hired the executives. Mm. And then I went to Zappos and I hired their executives time. And I started to say to myself, and then I bought, and then I made a lot of decisions I wouldn't do. I bought a software that was back then. Today, people, there's amazing softwares out there. There's uh, Skyboss, there's Service, there's tons of great softwares. And, but back then, the software I bought, it was a 40 grand outlay to get started. It was no joke. Yep. And, and then before you know it, I double trucked six phone books. So if you want to take a regular credit card, I just want you to blow it up and make it real fat and heavy. And I got to tell you, a couple months in, me and my partner just said this. I like, what are we like, how are we going to make the payments? Like I could relate. And I said, look, we're going to make it. We just have to stay. We got to stay strong. We got to stay driven. So I hope this and I hope during this podcast with myself and Josh today, because he's doing a great service to the, the industry here. I hope some of you might be in that turning point yourself. The last turning point, Josh, and I'll hand it back over, is this. You know, at that same time that's happening with my partner, my son's getting ready to be born. And I don't know about all you watching, but I ran from a job to the hospital. Like, and I say, like, really just in time, um, really just in time for my son to be born. And my son's born, I'm, I'm, I'm crying with my wife, it's all emotional, we didn't know we were having a boy or a girl. And some of you probably could relate to this, and I went home that night, Josh, and I built one of those, uh, those they're gliders. You know, today they're oh, real fancy. You know, but it's a glider, because my wife was gonna breastfeed and stuff. And, and I put it together, and I remember sitting in the glider, because that's what, that's what contractors and we do. We're proud of what we build and we test it. And I'm rocking like this and I start seeing my future. I start seeing 
oh my God, I'm going to miss my kids' baseball game. I'm going to miss everything. I'm going to be like my dad. I'm going to hopefully get, my kids are going to hopefully get 15 minutes of my time at night. And I just start breaking down, crying, like just bawling and saying to myself. And so between my partner quitting and me breaking down saying, I, and I made a demand. And I hope all of you listening to this, the minute you make a demand, um, I think Tony Robbins calls it like, and it's a story. Just Google it later. Burning, uh, burning the boats. Read it. I heard Anthony Robbins say this, but I didn't know. I thought maybe he made up the story or something. But I Googled burning the boats, and there's a real story. And in that moment, Josh, I said, never again. There's no, no turning back. No turning back. Nice. Powerful. Powerful story to go from there to, to, to that probably one of the larger uh, acquisitions of a plumbing HVAC electrical company ever. So that, that's, that's an amazing story. A couple things that stood out to me, just, just you know, kind of key insights here. Um, how you do anything is how you do everything. So, I mean, Mike is all in on everything he does. Uh, the training, the dojo stuff, you see him training with the sun at night. Um, and then, um, you know, going and hiring the best of the best to, to figure out what it is you need to know in order to get to the next level. So um, thank you for sharing that. Some great insights already Josh, we started. The best of the best is this. I've always partnered with the best, uh, uh, and I never called them, like a service you guys do. I never called anybody a vendor. I always called it a partner. Hmm. And so not only did I hire the best people, I went for the best, smartest people. I mean, a lot of the legends out there, and I'm not going to say the names, but a lot of the legends, review sites and call companies and and look, even Service Titan. Service Titan was seven people when I started with them. Now, I'm not going to tell you I grew their companies, but I'm going to tell you I was an influencer for one reason. I treated success, my own success, was always based on how successful were the other partners that were working with me. Mm. And I still say that today. I say anybody in my, my partner program, like, if you're not winning, I'm failing. And that's how I live my life. So thank you for saying, because I'm glad people see it. And sometimes, Josh, it's as easy as, Playing full out, playing full out. And, and that does not mean working a billion hours. Because I hear a lot of people, Josh, they tell me this, oh, I work from four in the morning to 10 o'clock at night. And I say, look, busy's not productive. Right. Productive's productive, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, great, great point. And I, I'm, before we dive into the marketing stuff, which I'm really excited about, I yeah. do want to pause to go back to the life cycle. You said there's something about yeah. the whole business life cycle you wanted to talk about. This is so critical today. Um, as you know, because you're in my world in a sense, you deliver services, you're doing this. What you have to understand, and, and I'm glad you're giving me the opportunity to share this. When you talk about life cycles of companies, there's so many people out there. There are a dime a dozen trying to teach things. But I got to tell you something. There's a big difference between breaking a million and going from one to five. Mm -hmm. And there's a real big difference from going from five to 10 and from 10 to 20. That's a leap of faith. It is totally changed. Culture change, software change, um, companies that do what you do, great services. They change the types of systems, the types of processes, everything changes to go from 20 to 30. This is from going to the moon to Mars. And then when you were right now, we were already positioned. We broke past 30 and we were already positioned in the next year. Our target was to do 40 million by the year 2020. And we were already, well, that's why they came and picked us up for mm. as a good win. They're going to do 60 million in less than two years. Wow. Why? Because we already had it positioned. It was going to keep, keep going. And so what I want all of you to know is 
whatever you're doing, you have to understand one little piece and change is not a life cycle. A life cycle. That's a, that's a year. That's a moment in time. A life cycle is this big period of journeys where it kind of goes up. It doesn't. It actually goes up and changes every time. And you're going to relate to this, Josh. I always say, and it's I'll make a diagram with my hand. If you kind of look at it at a wall here, and the first the first platform is one million dollars, and most people are like excited to hit one million. Mm -hmm. Today, I got kids that are 28 years old that are pretty much, we got companies starting from zero and going to 1 million in 10 months now. Wow. 1 million, as much as it's a plateau and some people take 25 years to try and they still don't break it. We got people doing it in that period of time, 10 months and, and, and like never before. But once you hit there, if you kind of look at my hand as this is the plateau and let's say there's a big whoop here and then all of a sudden we go up to another plateau. Well, that's the difference between one and five. Mm -hmm. But see, here is all the things you didn't know. And that's why I'm, I'm probably the most intense out there coaching today because, one, I don't do this for a living. It, it is a movement for me. When I die, so whenever that is, um, I need to know I made a difference, and I need to know that people stop suffering. And, and number two, but people are trying to act like, well, I, did, I built a $5 million company. I could teach people how to do it. But then they collapse at $7 million because no one told them, Here's what you got to think about with culture. Here's what you got to think about the system. Everything changes. So that's why I wanted to talk about. Same thing, and this is a great segue into marketing. The marketing you do when you're one million is not the same you do at five. Mm. One million, you're putting out a $69 tune-up or whatever, a plumbing special, you're hoping it sticks. At five million, you have a process, you have a system, you have stackable marketing, you have copywriting, you have words that draw you in. You know this, you're a marketer, but mm -hmm. see, that's the difference. If people go out there, anybody could get a quick hit just doing pay-per-click alone and get two or three million. You don't get the 30 million that way, brother. Right, right. So that, it is a perfect segue into what we talk about next. And, you know, this is the, the topic of this, learn the marketing secrets of a $30 million plus company. These are secrets you're not probably going to learn anywhere else. So, you know, I'm a big student of Dan Kennedy. I think you're a student of Dan Kennedy as well from a marketing perspective. Um, he always talks about the, the triangle, right? Message, market, and media. So I don't want to drill too, too deep because I know we, we got a lot to cover, but can you talk a little bit about what, what you found to be the most effective, especially market and message match? Yeah, yeah. So I, I am going to give you some stuff that I know that you've never heard before. One, because uh, I was with Dan Kennedy again just about three or four months ago with about eight or nine people. And I'm going to be with him in August again with eight or nine people. Nice. And then just three hours ago, I just got off the phone with Jay Abraham, right? Because I oh. still, Jay Abraham's my one-on-one -on -one coach. I still, like I tell the market, I would never ask anybody, Josh, to invest in anything I do and then not invest in my own stuff. Yeah. But here's one of the biggest things today, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the stuff that I learned that has changed compared to, and you, and you know, message and market, that's all important. It's a frequency game, and the frequency has changed. So number one, frequency. And, and here's the deal. The, like, I'll ask everybody here, and I, I don't know if everybody's chatting or not, but if you look at frequency and we ask ourselves, and, and it's funny, I'll, I'm going to tell you a good story, and it's going to make a point. You're going to love it. So frequency is this, like, were you in the grocery store? How many business cards did you hand out at the grocery store? Now, for some of you, it sounds very simple. And some of you go, yeah, I have business cards. And most owners don't even have them in their pocket. They're like, 
But be, what happens is people get, they get success fat. They get success fat. So my business partner, Rob, he always says it. And, and I love when he says, he goes, the difference, Mike, between us and the world is we still do the same things we do when we first started, but we do them better. Hmm. And, and to make my point, I'm calling about a bill. My wife sends me a bill. She goes, I don't know what this is. It's due tomorrow. And I'm like, well, where, where was it? And I was like, well, let me call. And it ends up it's a bond for my electrical license because I have my electrical license, my electrical inspector's license. So the woman's on the phone. And she goes, oh, I think this is a bond. And she says, um, yeah, because we just did this for my husband and my husband's electrician. I go, oh, that's great. You live in New Jersey? She says, yeah. I said, well, here's the good news. You probably don't even know who I am. And I tell her about the company I sold. She's like, oh, my God, you, you're, you guys raised the bar because we were known for taking New Jersey and raising it for everybody. See, a lot of people, Josh, they, they'd say to the big company, they're too much money, blah, 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 all this stuff. I said, the big company's giving you a better life. Right. They hold up the whole ocean. So I say to her, and this makes the point of me getting back to frequency, I say to her, I said, look, check out CEOWarrior.com. I've never been allowed to coach in New Jersey. Now I can. If you're under $5 million, I can help you. And there's nobody better in New Jersey to help you than me. Check this out. And I said, even if it's not an interest, and this is going to be part two to frequency. So hold on. Part one, part two is the second grenade that we're going to launch. Part one is I say to her, check me out. And if it's a fit, we'll have a talk. But even if it's not a fit, do me a favor. Part two, I'll send you one of my books. I'll send you the Secrets of Business Mastery book. No catches, no nothing. And I know, Josh, you, you give out a lot of books. I do that. I don't care if they come. Mm -hmm. If they do, I'll change their life. But if they don't, so first step is frequency. Second step is, damn, give something of value to people. If I came to your house and I was like, hey, Josh, how you doing? I was looking at something. I mean, you, I'm pretty sure you'd offer me something to drink. You know, it's funny. My, my, uh, my student the other day, he's training with me 20 years. And then he came in after class. He was painting because I'll never paint again. Me and my wife tried to paint one bathroom. 25 years ago, we almost killed each other. I never painted again. I'll never will paint again. And, and he came in. The minute he came in, he was painting. And before he's done, I'm looking in my fridge. What can I give him? This is the Italian way. So I find this blueberry gluten-free muffins that we just made in the house. I say we made. I didn't do nothing. We have a, we have a, a, a chef that comes a couple times a week and makes it. Susie, come down. I gave it to him. He's like, oh, man, that's amazing. Here's the thing. Everybody, Josh, and they have to stop this. You have to be seen everywhere. Put your cards, put your, well, yeah, we could talk about all the decked out stuff, but you're missing the low hanging stuff. Number two, give damn value to people. Give value to people. Everybody today, and I don't wanna say everybody, a lot of contractors today, business owners, they're so busy trying to sell you something. $89 tune up, water heater special. Like man, just serve me with some value. So those two things, I'm going to tell you, are a game changer in a company. Do those two make sense? Absolutely. Can you give an example of how a contract or home service company can give value? I mean, the example yeah. of me giving a book, I'd love to hear one specific for home services. Yeah, I think for any home service today, people only know what they know. Give them a, a checklist. Give them something to ask themselves a question. We assume that the person who owns a house today was taught by their father or their mother how to make sure the water heater is not too hot, how to make sure things are not stocked around the water heater, how to adjust the thermostat, how to change a filter. The winner of the game, and, and, and look, 
I got to tell you something. I hope some of you prove me wrong. I hope people listening prove me wrong because as you and I both know, we share tons of value with the world and but people don't listen. Become, become the person who serves the market the most with value. You'll be the winner's game. People ask me, Josh, they say, hang on. And this is high level uh, entrepreneurs. Um, people ask me all the time. They're like, how did you go just four years ago four years ago saying, I'm going to help a couple contractors to be in. And I was saying top five, I'll put myself in the top three of training and coaching organizations on the planet. And I hope they all listen to this. And for changing lives and doubling companies, doubling companies and profit faster than anybody on the planet, I'll put myself in the top one. Now, why is it? It's not just because I have more of the stuff. I serve the most of this market. You will see me doing video live on my house. Next week, I'll be in the Jersey Shore, uh, rented a, my wife wanted to go to Jersey Shore for a week, and, and we rented a cool-ass house. You'll see me doing videos there. I send out over 2,000 books a year. Mm. But look, it's, you have to just deliver value to them. And, and in our industry, just think to yourself, how many customers are you going to the house because they flush stuff down the drain? They clogged it. They're using chemicals. How many of you, listen, shake your head while you're all watching. How many of you have a grandmother that still pours bleach in the drain and, and, and chemicals in the drain that can back up and burn their face or, or they end up drinking it somehow. It ends up in whatever, so much dangerous stuff. And when you're the guy saying that or the gal that's saying that, we got a lot of business women over, we got crap. We got one, we got a bunch of couple business owners I work with today that, uh, I'll tell you a quick story and I'll pick it back up. Because this is funny. It, 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 I love it. The, the, the girl's name is, it's Mandy and Ian uh, Hagen. They have an awesome company. And she called me up and she says, hey, you know, um, we got a big problem. And they started with me. They were $2 million. It, It's less than two years ago. They said, we got a big problem, Josh. And I said, oh, my God, what's the problem? Because, like, you could call me 24 hours a day. She goes, well, our target for the year 2020 is $5 million. And I said, okay, so what's the problem? She goes, yeah, we're going to do it this year. <laughs> and I was like, okay she's like we got to do a new target i'm like okay let's do a new target then so if you if you guys could hear i'm passionate about this because one i don't want josh anybody to suffer and you and i both know if you get rid of all the plumbers i say this all the time get rid of all the plumbers all the hvac guys all the electricians just those three off the planet you know what you got it's a really dark place it smells really really damn bad and yep. you're sweating your ass off or 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 you're freezing so I hope that makes sense, that part. Yeah, it does. So any other things you want to touch on as it relates to market and message? Yes. Okay. Make sure you know your avatar. People have been trying to talk about avatar for a long time because they hear me talking about it and they think they understand it. No, it's, it's, not, it's not who you want. It's not just who's in your market. And it's not this, this basic stuff today, the basic Oh yeah, it's a guy, he's 50, lives in a home that's 10 years or older. That's like 50 years too old. Mm. Today, you got to know your avatar, what they eat. I mean, how many magazines they read, what kind of car they drive, where they fill up their gas, where they go on vacation, what their kids eat, what kind of clothes their kids wear. You have to understand the person you're talking to as I'm talking to you right now. And people don't. So they wonder why they're, their marketing doesn't work. They're having a, a conversation with a generalized little cardboard cutout of something. 
And you can't have that. And all of you better write this down now because when you know your avatar, when you know your person, and you know that you're not talking at them in your marketing, and everybody better write this down, you're talking with them in your marketing. See, people are confused today, Josh. They think marketing is a one-way conversation. I say something to you, I hope it's good, you'll come back to me. It's not. It's a, it's a conversation with them. And some of it, tell you the truth, it's not even a conversation. They turned it into a confrontation, which is probably a whole nother subject to talk about. So along with, along with frequency, along with making sure you know your avatar, along with serving them unlike anybody else has ever served them before, those couple things will bring forward. Now look, you and I both know, I mean, I talk for four days, almost 60 hours on this stuff. Like, I can go for endless. We could talk about the emotions behind colors, the placement and positioning, the, your, your logos. What does your vehicles look like? You know, what kind of offers are there? Are there stackable offers? Do the offers make sense? Do the offers serve them? Do they want, like, I can go on this um, for a long damn time. So I'm going to let you ask me another question, and then I'll dig deeper. No, I thought, I thought that was great. And a salient point, right? If you can see Joe Jones through Joe Jones' eyes, then you can sell Joe Jones what Joe Jones buys. So, like, really be clear, and that's what market is, being clear who you're going to sell to so you can craft messaging that resonates with them so that you can really have that frequency that Mike's talking about. You're touching them again and again and again with the, the, the caveat that he's saying is really just make sure you're, you're not just asking them to come spend money. Give them something of value. Give them something that, uh, that is of service to them. So let, let's move, and I'll let you kind of guide this as well, but let's move to the marketing media that you find works best for the plumbing and HVAC contractors that you serve and that really that you did for your own, uh, for your own company. This, this is a great question and an interesting one, and you're going to the, find the answers uh, very phenomenal here because they're, they're very different than most. First off, everybody should write down right now, it's not a one-size-fits-all. It never was. It never will be. So when people ask me, well, what should I do in my market? I mean, should I do billboards? Should I do radio? Should I do pay-per-click? Should I do SEO? Should I do magazines? Should I do news? The, 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 the question is really, who's there? Who's there? Who's that person and what are they digesting? We got some areas, they're in such rural areas. They're not using pay-per-click. They're not on the internet yet. We act like everybody's like New York City. It's not. So, so everything changes with that. Now, I'll give you some generalized frameworks that I think work really good, but they're generalized without knowing your market. And then the other thing, Josh, besides the not, not knowing the market, is it's the vehicle and it's you living in the vehicle. How long have you been there? Because, okay, you choose to do billboard. Billboard worked awesome for me. The combination of billboard and radio, uh, not billboard and radio, billboard and TV worked amazing. The combination of billboard TV and direct mail in a circumference of area worked incredible. Dominant. And then geofencing that stuff. So the whole thing is, instead of casting a wide net, cast a real laser focused where the fish are, but you also have to understand this. It's not fish in one little circle. You fish in the circle till maybe the fish may not be biting there, but you don't sit there and starve. It's all who moved my cheese. You don't bleed to death. You got to have a first, we, you know, we call it first circle, second circle, third circle. Mm -hmm. You have to have the parameters. Same thing when I've worked with all my different companies I worked with. You know, I said, look, you stay fishing here. But then what happens is 
if we're not getting this here, you move out a layer. That's why I tell people, well, how much you willing to drive for a call? I said, well, I would go an hour. I said, okay, what if it's an hour and one minute? Well, I would go there. Okay, what if you have no calls and it's an hour and 10 minutes? Well, I would go there. Well, what if you have no calls, nothing, and it's an hour and 30 minutes? Well, I don't know. What if I don't sell it? I said, if you don't sell it, it's because you missed 100 other pieces along the way before you even finished up the call. I don't know where this, and, and I got, I'll get back on track. I don't know where this confusion went that this whole CSR stuff is, is the, the, goal, the goal of the CSR is book the call. Oh, this is going to make a good point for something else. The goal of the CSR is not to book a call. The goal of the CSR is to start the damn relationship that's to last forever to create a lifetime value. So many people, they got it crazy. And here's the other thing, uh, Josh, about this with, with, um, with understanding uh, avatars and stuff like that and messaging and everything is, you know, this is my second pet peeve. We're beating up our guys in the field. I'm sure you hear it all the time. Well, first off, let's talk about that. Let's get rid of the elephant in the room. It's a hard to even get employees. No, you suck at getting employees. It's not hard to get none. I went from two employees to 200 in less than 10 years, not because it was hard. It wasn't difficult, it was different. But here's the deal. You're on your techs, you're on your guys, but you're, you're beating them up, they're not converting, but you're sending them a bad customer. And the customer service rep didn't even turn them. I'm okay, because I really don't believe in a bad customer. I believe that you get a customer and then your CSR nurtures that relationship into such an experience that the guy that goes out there, it's already a yes. I don't know why we're doing all this crazy stuff like we have to convince them that this is why, and I never thought I would do it, Josh. Um, I just started it this year. I just did sales training. Now I call it sales training for the market. I don't even believe in the word sale. If you said selling in my company, I, I'd choke you out. We'd go in the octagon. I don't I believe in serving. And, but I use it for you guys. I just started doing three day sales training and two weeks I got three day CSR training because I can't take what's happening in the market no more. I was never going to do it as part of CEO warrior. And you got to be in our program to come. I don't just let outsiders in it unless I get annoyed more at the industry. And then maybe I'll go outside because everybody is just jacked up on a lot of these things. They're thinking about it completely, completely wrong. So I'm going to let you get me back on track. But I, I want people to hear the message because I believe just like me, it's one thing. You hear it different. It's like, boom. Now I'm known for hitting you with 20 different things but I want the shift to happen permanently because I'm not happy you let your family down. I'm just, I'm not, I get annoyed. I get, I get pissed off at the world when, when I watch someone suffer, you know? Yeah. So I have some, some great points there and, and really the whole, the whole concept of not just having one channel, not trying to read something somewhere yeah. in a quiet universally. It's going to depend upon your area, how long you've been in the area. Um, what do you typically you what I love? You ready? What? I'm going to give you more of what I love. Okay. Okay. Emails. Everybody tells me this. They all tell me, yeah, email, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, how many emails you get yesterday? Well, the girl didn't get them. They don't. I'm like, okay, but I love emails because emails keep a constant communication, but most emails are crappy. Mm. It's like, oh, look at this. And, and a customer's like, why would I read the plumber company's email? Well, because it has to have real value that's going to deliver safety and comfort to their home, right? So I love emails. I love voice shop where you can do it. Voice shop, being able to, to record a message and send it out to a customer and say, hey, like for all of you right now, okay, for all of you 
right now, we're going into holiday. If, if I still own the company, all our customers would have got a message this weekend recorded, and I would have said, hi, it's Mike from Gold Metal Plumbing, Heating, Cool, and Electric. How are you? Thank you for being a loyal customer. Look, I know it's a holiday weekend, and I hope you don't mind I had to use this vehicle to do this, because with 125,000 customers, I just couldn't get it done. I just wanted to wish you and your family a great spring holiday. If you celebrate Easter, definitely do some Easter egg hunting. And if you need us, we are here. Have a better and a great day. Mike from Gold Metal, Plumbing, Heating, Cool, Electric. So the point was, on the weekend, they get that, they're like, wow, this, I didn't sell them nothing. I just care about my people and my customers so much. They go, yeah, so I love voice shop. Billboard, I love it if it's done strategically. TV is the bomb if it's done strategically. But a lot of guys can't afford that. Direct mail. I'm a direct mail junkie. I love it. Uh, uh, you know, when they, get rid of, uh, when they get rid of the mailboxes, I won't care. I'll drop them with those little, uh, what are drone. those little, I'll drop, I'll drop it in their driveway with a drone. Yeah. Like, man, I'll land the drone there with, a, with the remote control. There's mm -hmm. always a method to get through it. But direct mail is probably, and Dan Kennedy's probably like, here's me talking to him now. It's the number one, and you use it, you know, it is the number one untapped vehicle in in any industry today. How do I know? Because when I go to my mailbox, I only got a little bit. Yeah. And people tell me this, they say, I say, well, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. To, a lot of money. What are you talking? Like, what would you pay for a customer today? And let me, let me solve this problem for a lot of people today. People, because I, I went on a rant because I was doing some mystery shopping of companies the other day, customer, because uh, I wanted to see what their customer service reps are doing. And I went and mystery sopped even some of the trainers out there today who own companies that train customer service and they failed epically. Mm. I said to myself, they did not lose, Josh, they did not lose the average invoice. It's the same thing for you. For the service you deliver, when you deliver a call, you're not delivering, you're not delivering an $800 plumbing ticket. You're delivering a seven, eight or 10 year lifetime value. Right. I don't know why this industry is underestimating that. They're like, well, how much would you pay for a call? Well, I'd pay 50 or 100 or 150. Man, I would pay $500 a call. Why? In seven years over there at Gold Medal around the corner, $50,000 in seven years. But we did a lot of stuff. We did plumbing, heating, cooling, electric, drain cleaning, one day bathroom solutions. We did over a million dollars in indoor air quality, over a million dollars in water filtration. We did everything and we did the best at it. So if you could start thinking lifetime value, then start thinking the vehicles, then you can put it together. I'm a huge pay-per-click person. I love it. I just don't stick all my eggs in one basket. And I'm an SEO believer. And I believe in the combination of both. I don't believe in just SEO. And I don't believe in just pay-per-click. I believe in a diversified portfolio. And I believe in tracking it, looking at it, and adjusting it. Yeah. Now, a lot of guys out there, they're doing, they're doing SEO, they're doing pay-per-click, they're doing all kinds of Facebook, they're doing pay-per-leads. And I'm like, this is awesome stuff. It's awesome sauce. I love all of it. Then I go to their landing page, I go to their website, and I'm like, are you kidding me? So you, you paid money, you hung out a steak, you brought them into the restaurant, and then you gave them a McDonald's hamburger. That doesn't work that way. And this goes back to strategic copy and what you say, how you say it, the colors, the emotions, the communication with them. So, so many people are spending so much money on this. There's all kinds of people out there today trying to, they're trying to say, and you know, look, the thing about our industry, and I'll say ours because we're in this space of helping service coming. Yep. The guys that are trying to do SEO and trying to do coaching 
and, and trying to sell websites and, and trying to coach people and all this stuff. They're a dime a dozen today. They're all chasing everybody. Mm -hmm. But the fact is this, they don't have the level of experience. They don't have the level of know-how. You know it, I'm sure every day. There's somebody even from another world trying to sell a program, but they don't have, they don't have the marketing. There's a difference between a graphic designer. There's a difference between a website builder and there's a major difference between a marketer. Yeah. I'm a marketer. You're a marketer. Marketers do what marketing do. We understand all the aspects. We understand headlines. We understand subheadlines. We understand how the copy plays together. We understand lead capture. We understand follow-ups. We understand pop-ups. We understand all of this. Everybody else is trying to act like marketers. They're, they're not, they don't have the marketing experience. Yeah, and I thought there were some amazing insights there. Um, one, and, and you know, this is this is just a, a universal axiom. Um, you know, whoever can afford to spend the most to acquire a customer is going to win. And you're all about market domination and, and multiple touch strategies. And for those of you guys that that aren't already on board with that and don't get that, that's the difference between you being the dominant player and you just kind of uh, you know getting by. Yeah, I, I'm going to share something with you right now, and you're going to appreciate it, love it, and so will everybody listening. So I want to set the stage for that. A dominant player, that's why when I tell people, when they tell me, they used to say to me, uh, when I started doing this coaching, which really I, I was coaching for about eight years now, before the years, no one knew I was helping companies. I was helping companies for years and years, but I got tired of them walking around. I would help them grow. They would double, triple their business, go from 5 million to 15 million, they were in organizations and they would strut around and get awards, look at me. And I'm like, okay, that's fun and dandy. I've been coaching you for two years. That's how you got there. That's why I came out and I told my partner, I said, look, we're going to go and tell the world who we are because I'm tired of growing everybody's company and they're acting like everyone else is, is doing it. Hmm. Here's the thing. Domination starts in the mind. It doesn't matter what size you are. I have 28 and 30 year old kids today. They're going to be $50 million companies in the next five years from zero. How do I know? Because it's a, it's, it's a market domination mindset. It's not who has the most money. It's the person who wants, who wants it the most. And it plays, it plays this way right here. The other thing is, you know, different marketing vehicles. There's long tail strategies and there's short tail strategies, right? And you got to understand how they play both. What I mean by that is, you know, you don't send out one postcard. You know, it might take three, but even three postcards, you're hoping that the person understands what you said. They have an immediate need. They, they see the value in me. Like, I can't even tell you, and this is old school, Josh. When I used to do postcards in the beginning, I used to give them example. Like, why would you, first off, check these things in your furnace. Why? Because you don't want it to break down. And just like your car, would you ever drive your car for three years and not get an oil change on it? You would never do it. But you don't see any, tell me the last time you've seen a direct mail or something come to your house or anything that puts a relationship of you should do this because it makes sense because you already do this with your car. Right, no, one, no, you already do this with your teeth. You don't even see it. And that's the most basic of marketing today. And these people walking around like they're marketers, like, oh, look at me, I'm a marketer. I grew a $3 million come. I'm like, no, you're a puppy. You learned how to do one damn thing. You don't even understand marketing. How do I know? Because I go to your website. There's no, there's no positioning statements of why this should even make sense to, to do this. Why You would never drive your car three years, let alone a new car three years without an oil change, a checkup, 
bring it in, rotate the tires. Like it's, it makes so much sense. And a lot of people I'm sure watch it. They're like, well, first off they're thinking this. They're like, holy shit, Josh, you, uh, this dude's out of control. And probably with all my tattoos and being a tattoo artist, you're probably correct. And I'm not offended. And, and number two, they're probably saying, yeah, it makes so much sense. Why am I not hearing it anyway? Well, here's why. Look, I wasn't born brilliant, Josh. I've spent now, no joke, I could prove it to anybody, 1.3 million to date on my own education. Mm. 1.3 million dollars. Now, a lot of people say, you're nuts, why would you spend it? Well, don't forget, I did sell a 30 million dollar company, and I did become, and I'm not saying it to brag, please understand, I'm a humble martial arts instructor, humble husband, humble father. But through the moves and through my thinking and education, I have, you know, become financially free for the next 10 lives of the generation. Why? Because of this. I want you to hear some messages, all of you. And the number one you should just leave with today, which applies to marketing, to growth, to selling, to life is everything. Market domination and everything is a mindset. It's not some, and I'm going to share mindset real quick. It's not even this. It's not this positive. I was positively angry all the time. I was very mad all the time. It's a mindset of a mind growth. Now, let me help understand this, and I'll let you take me anywhere you want to go. Mindset is permanent change, not permanent forever, permanent for now. People got this construed. I just kind of came to the realization just recently that, man, mindset means set, stuck forever. No, no. Mindset means I've grown to $5 million, I've set. My mind has grown. What do I learn? What do I need to learn? How do I expand? What do I have to do different? Now I go into mind growth and I move mind growth up further until I set it again. Now I'm locked in. Now I grow again. This way you don't ever spiral back. That's why how many people you know? I know companies today and this people think they're indestructible, Josh. I know companies today in the last couple of years, 10 million to out. 10 million to out of business. Why? They get fat, they get lazy, they don't focus, they stop learning, they put all their eggs in one basket. I hate hearing, I hate hearing that because when a company goes out, that's why any of you out there complaining about big companies or small companies, stop that right now. Because every business owner today is helping this economy and everybody's feeding somebody. And if I, I will not tolerate anybody near me complaining about anybody because everybody's just doing their very best to survive in life and you shouldn't be talking about the small and the small shouldn't be talking about the big because in this industry, in plumbing, HVAC, and electrical, the worst thing that aggravates them is everything is we never created a unified brotherhood or sisterhood where everybody pulled up together because everybody make more money. That's why when you look at this, this is not some fun thing for me to make money. I'm already, I already made all my money. This is a movement because I can't stand what's going on out there today. Mm. Powerful, powerful stuff. You know, mindset is really going to be the determinant whether you get to that next level or, or not. And um, we are live. I know Mike has to jump on another call relatively soon. So if you have any questions, you might, we might be able to answer like one or two. Bring them in. If, you, if you put in comments box a question, uh, we will do our best to answer it. But I guess, I guess one last question I definitely want to get from you is, what would you say to that plumbing, HVAC business owner that's wherever they're at today trying to get to the next level? You know, what nuggets of wisdom or insights could you share for that individual? Yeah, so look, and, and I'm going to share this with caution. And, and the caution I'm going to share with is please understand, I'm not, I'm not pitching you nothing. You're probably not even a fit for me. You may not even be able to handle the intensity of me. Fine, smart people 
and pay them to be around them, mm. okay? I've paid health coaches, relationship coaches. I've paid every coach, guru, consultant on the planet. Mentors, I will tell you, and every now and then, Josh, I go, yeah, I got a buddy of mine, he coaches me. No, he's a buddy, he's not coaching you great. Invest money in being around the smartest people. Invest money in hiring and working with the best, smartest business owners because this is gonna move you forward. Otherwise, look, I mean, I use the same example a long time. I mean, if you wanted to be a heart surgeon, I mean, there's a couple ways to go about it, right? Like one, I could say, here, here, Josh, um, here's my knife, uh, go ahead. And you could cut somebody open and try to fix their heart. They're gonna die. Yeah. People are doing that in their business the other day, every day. Hmm. I could send you to college for 15 years and you'll come out, you'll know how to fix a heart. Or I could take you and I could say, here's what you do 95% of the time. You do this type of marketing. You do this type of thinking. You hire this way. You get your culture this way. Your brand looks this way. This is how you manage this money. Here's your systems, your process. This is why one of the pet peeves I have in the market is a lot of people got me pegged as the mindset guy. Yeah, I create permanent change because if I don't create permanent change, I can't teach you all the cool stuff, right? Mm -hmm. If I don't change your mind forever, permanent shift on how you think, how you act, how you behave, and show you what your future looks like 10 years from now, where your family might have left you, you might have diabetes, you might be broke, very depressed. If I can't shift you permanently, I can't move you forward. Mm -hmm. Once I, so I become the mindset guy, which freaks me out because they forget, you know, 200 million in 10 years. Right. I know more about processes, systems, marketing. I mean, everything to build, management, numbers, conversion, you talk about it. Here's what I would tell all of you. And, and I don't wanna hear anybody has no money because I had no money. I had a credit card and I was brave. And don't wait, everybody. Don't wait until you're where me and my partner were. When we jumped off the cliff, Josh, when we jumped off the cliff, we were good with any of two outcomes, success or death. Because we were dying anyway, brother. We were right. dying inside, mentally, everything. You gotta take the leap of faith. Now I know a lot of you are scared. Who do I hire for SEO, right? Who do I, well you're in front of great people right now. You have to trust people, you have good conversations. And just like me, Josh, and a lot of other greats out there, they do not want you to fail. And you could smell through the crap of people who just gotta do this for a living. That's the difference between people who are gonna serve you and feel bad. If any of my clients are suffering, and if any are watching this, they know one thing, Josh. If they're hurting, I'm hurting, hands down. So that's what I would tell everybody uh, wisdom to do. Find smart people, get around them, and invest in yourself. Because most of us didn't. I'm an electrician, guys. I didn't have a college education. But I needed education to apply. And, and I'm not a I'm not super quick learner. But I'm motivated as heck, and I won't stop until I die. Awesome. I mean, this has been this has been some great stuff. Lots of comments in the in the comments box. Thank you, right on the right on the head. Um, so maybe you're you're answering your questions as they go. But so if somebody wants to get in touch with you, learn more about you, what's the best way to to connect with you better, Mike? Yeah, it's awesome. If you go to ceowarrior.com, that's ceowarrior.com. Man, there's so much free stuff, education in there. Um, there's books in there. There's podcasts. Go on there. Get on my Facebook. Either Mike Agliero or Michael Agliero, either one of those will get you into my uh, Facebook. Yep, that's good. And and they'll get in my Facebook uh, world. 
And the last thing I would tell you is we do a four-day training, uh, Josh. It's coming up uh, June 12th to 15th, I think it is. It's going to be my greatest training of all. I've been doing it for four years. We evolved. We got Jay Abraham coming. I, for you to get in a room with Jay Abraham and Legendary. under people, yeah. rare. Mike Michalowicz is coming. He's a badass on profit, scalabilities all over the world. And we have Brian Kurtz coming, who's one of the number one, uh, a number one copywriter in the world out there today. So go to CEOWarrior.com. Um, look, if we're a fit for you, I'd love to help you. And if we're not a fit, please take my stuff off the website. Use it. Apply it. Listen to my podcast. Shit, you probably should listen to this one about three or four times because between me and Josh, there's so many gold nuggets here. It's going to move the needle. Last thing, if any of you are just in so much pain that you're just stuck, hit me up privately on Facebook. I'll send you a free book gift on me. I don't want anybody to suffer in any service business today. Awesome. Well, Mike, this, is, this has been awesome. I do believe it's been a game changer. The comments are, are overwhelming. Um, thank you for your generosity. Thanks for your willingness to jump on a call like this and share. I know you're a busy man. You've got a lot of other things to do. But thank you so much, and uh, we, will, we will wrap this session here. It's been an honor. Boom. Boom. The Plumbing Marketing Profits Podcast. Interviews with million dollar plus plumbing and HVAC business owners on how they market and grow their companies in today's economy. Hear directly from the most successful leaders in your business and discover what they are doing to keep their phone ringing, trucks running, and businesses booming. With your host, Josh Nelson.